Hello and welcome to the Highlight Zone Podcast. I'm Noah Manderfeld. Philip Flory might be one of the best basketball players to come out of central Wisconsin in recent memory. The Wisconsin Rapids native walked on to Seton Hall, then transferred to Albany, had so many injuries, and eventually stepped away from the sport altogether. Now he's back at UWSP trying to resurrect his career and just get back into competitive basketball. Matt Enfield talks with him and Bob Semling, the head coach, about the trials that he went through to get back on the court and what he's trying to do now with the pointers. I'll let Matt get to it. Enjoy. How does it feel to be home? It feels great to be home. Um, this is home to me. You know, I grew up in Wisconsin Rapids. It just feels great to have family and friends just be on my side and watching my games live streaming them. It just feels, it feels amazing to be back here in central Wisconsin. The whirlwind last few years of Phil Flory. Walk me through it. Uh, Going back to my freshman year in college, I was a preferred walk-on at Seton Hall University. Uh, I got a little playing time. I decided to transfer. I went to Albany University, which is in New York. Uh, it's a Division I school. I was a scholarship kid there. Things didn't really work out there for me, so I ended up leaving cause, because of some injuries to my, my left foot. Um, last year, uh, I took completely off of being a competitive basketball player. I just wanted to focus on my body, and uh, I was actually a uh, assistant uh, girls and boys varsity basketball coach for Lincoln High School. So that was a great experience for me. And then here I am now back on the back playing on the court that I love. And uh, yeah, it feels great to be back out here playing. Walk me through the amount of injuries you had or the injuries you had and the amount of surgeries you had. So I had a total of four surgeries, one on my right foot, and then I had three surgeries on my left foot. And was there ever a point that you thought that your basketball, your competitive basketball career might be done? You know, I'm a fighter and I never quit in anything that I do, but like after Albany, when I came back home here in Wisconsin, there was some thoughts going in my head that, yeah, I was going to be done. But um, me meeting with uh, Mike G, who is Drew Holiday and Anthony Davis's personal trainer, uh, he really got me back out on the court and playing the game that I love. Um, yeah, I just had to take that whole year off last year just to try to get my body right and get my mind right too. And do you believe that it was more physical or mental, that hurdle that you had to overcome last year? I believe it was more mental. I knew I could get through it physically, you know, doing the therapy and do all the training. Uh, I love that stuff. Uh, it was just more the, the mindset, trying to get back confidence in myself to be out there playing the game that I love. Why was UWSP the right move for you? You know, USP, you know, you take a look around in this gym, look at all those banners, it's a winning tradition. And I want to be a part of that, and I want to put up that 30th banner. And uh, coach believes in me, and he trusts me. All the players on my team, they trust me. You know, it's just a great basketball program, and I want to be a part of it to end my basketball career. Now, the season opener against Whitewater was your first collegiate game since January 19, 2019. One, is that a date that you remember in your head? Yeah, I remember that. And then getting back on the court, what were the emotions associated with that night against Whitewater? It was, it was a special night for me and it was very emotional for me just because I put so much work in, you know, though within that year and a half, two years of not playing competitive basketball. And um, it was just very emotional for me. But once I got out there and the horn blew, I knew I was in the right spot and I made the right choice to come here. I'm just curious above anything, I'm sure you expected to perform at a high level, but going from division one, you went, you were at two Division One programs, and now you're playing D3 ball. Is there any sort of adjustment in your approach? I mean, I'm sure you have a healthy level of respect for your competition, but you're not going against maybe 
an NBA guy or a borderline NBA guy every other night. You get what I'm saying? No, I, I definitely get what you're saying. The WIAC is a very competitive and tough league. And that's one of the reasons why I chose to come to USP too, because I want to challenge myself every time I step on this floor and every day in practice. And I know I'm going to get better by playing in this conference because that's what I want to do. I want to become a better basketball player. And I have a lot of respect for Division Three, and obviously the WIAC. You obviously come from a very prestigious basketball family around here. Your dad uh, played at both Colorado and Marquette. I'm wondering, from someone who went through the D1 experience and played college ball, how much did you lean on him mentally? I'm sure the physical part and the ball part, you've got figured out by now, but how much did you lean on him over the last 24 months or so? He was a big part to help me get back to playing the sport that I love. Like He was there through the thick and thin. You know, I can always lean on him. I can always go for go to him to ask questions. He's always going to be on my side, and he's been on my side for the past 22 years. And that's why, you know, I love him to death. And I know he's going to be there every day for me. Even if anything bad happens to me or anything good happens to me, he's always going to be there, and that's why I respect him so well. So you returned to Central Wisconsin last year, and that coincides with your younger brother, Grant, really, really taking off at Wisconsin Rapids, and he's put up some monster numbers the last two years. What has that been like to be closer to home and to, I imagine, go to some of his games and just really see him kind of blossom as a basketball player? Uh, you know, it's it, it makes me feel real proud because he's, he's dealt with some injuries too, and he's fought back. And just to see him happy just to play for Coach Dan Winter at Wisconsin Rapids, it makes me put a smile on my face, you know, to see my little brother be happy playing the game. And I've only gone to two games this year, and it, it just, I almost tear up every time I get to see him play just because we grew up playing all out there on the court that our dad built for us in Wisconsin Rapids. And now I get to, now I'm playing college basketball and he's playing his senior year of basketball. It just, it just means the world to me just to see that he's happy, I'm happy, our whole family's happy because we're so close and connected with each other. As much as you're comfortable with, take me inside some of the basketball conversations in the Flory household between you, your brother, your dad. <laughs> yeah, it gets it gets uh, pretty heated sometimes, you know. Just to say, you know, being competitive. We're all we're a competitive family, and my brother is extremely competitive. He does not like losing. I don't like losing, but there's always talks about like because my dad, you know, he averaged 32 points and 21 rebounds his senior year in high school. My brother's always trying to say. Oh, that was, you know, there was no competition back then. That was, <laughs> there was no one back there playing against you. And my dad's like, well, I still put up 32, 21, point, 21 rebounds a game. So, you know, they're always constantly going at each other. But, you know, the points, the rebounds, that doesn't really matter to me. I want to win games. You know, I'm a very team player. I want to make the guys around me a lot better. And we have a lot of great conversations because we're just, like you said, we're a big basketball family. 32 and 21 is impressive in any era. It doesn't matter. <laughs> what are your, obviously this is kind of a, a freebie year. You, it doesn't count against your eligibility. So you could play another two seasons here if you wanted to. What are your goals and expectations here long term? Absolutely. You know, this is like you said, it's a freebie year for me. And I'm a, we're, we're trying to focus on next year because obviously, I don't know if you heard of, we're not going to have, there's no NCAA tournament, you know, but we're not going to let that affect us. We're trying to build for the 2022 season. You know, we're trying to get that title. We're trying to get that, become a champion. And um, obviously, yep, I'm planning on coming back for another two years. You know, I want to finish playing for the Pointers and just have a great basketball career. The last thing that comes to mind for me is, I'm not sure if you're 
super philosophical or you believe that things happen for a reason whatnot but are you at peace with how everything has unfolded over the last couple of years i think so i mean god always has a plan for me and i believe in that and you know when i grew up in wisconsin rapids i used to come to pointer games all the time watching uh uh, Brian Beamish, who wore the number 33, and that's why I kind of chose number 33 too. But to see me wind back up here in central Wisconsin, I started at Wisconsin Rapids, went to Oshkosh, went to New York, New Jersey, New York. Now I'm back in Wisconsin. I'm back playing for the Pointers. You know, I, I kind of did see myself playing for the Pointers one day, and it's unbelievable that here I am playing, and I'm a Pointer. I'm proud of it. Now jumping on with us is the head coach of the UWSP men's basketball team, Mr. Bob Semling. Bob, let's just talk about when you have a, a player of Phillips caliber that even expresses any sort of interest in joining your program, the excitement level goes where for you? Well, it means everything, Matt. When you look at you know quality basketball, wins and losses, but beyond that, you look at central Wisconsin and season ticket holders and fan base and just young players and their parents who want to watch a really great player. How did it come to fruition from your end? When did you realize that it was a possibility? I know he took some, some, some time off last year to get his body and his mind right, but when did you think that this could really happen? Well, it goes way back to when Philip was in eighth grade and as a head coach, when I watched him play, I thought we're probably not going to be able to get him but you never know, right? You try to build relationships with kids and families and hope that maybe they might bounce back after giving Division One or Division Two a chance. Um, so, um, but this really became a reality uh, about a year ago when Philip was injured and sitting out and, um, and then COVID, I think obviously that was a factor in him just deciding, hey, I'm, I'm just gonna stay close to home and play here at Stevens Point, watch my brother Grant play. Mom and dad are close by. So uh, he really he really liked the story of uh, coming back to Stevens Point. Yeah, and it's a great story. Was there any, did you need to see anything from him physically to prove himself? Or was there any doubt in your mind that he would come back full bore 100%? Nobody works harder and takes better care of their body than Philip. I mean, he will, he's right now, his workouts are legendary. I mean, he, everybody knows him for his passion and love for the game and his training. Um, but uh, we, you know, you're a little worried about all those ankle surgeries that he had. And But Dan Witter from Rapids told me, Coach, I, I think he's 100% and I think he would be a steal if you could get him at point. Take me through his workouts. What's so legendary about them? Well. He just pays attention to detail. He's focused on getting better. You know, a lot of guys waste a lot of time. He's so efficient with his workouts and they're all game speed or greater. All the things you want a kid to do. And um, he trains kids. I mean, he really is, uh, you know, really, I think it's so good that we have him in central Wisconsin and for young kids and families to watch him over the next couple of years. To make somewhat of a timely sports reference right now, you, you, could, you could have a group of talented guys, but then, for example, the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You had someone like Tom Brady into the mix, and it just seems to elevate the entire room and just kind of give a different swagger and confidence to the rest of the room. What kind of similar impact, and not say Tom Brady, but how has Philip elevated your room? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great analogy and a great comparison because we've seen that he has impacted our program immediately. Our young guys just, uh, he's a great role model and they, 
have learned a lot by watching him. Um, everything, the way he trains off season, the way he approaches practices, his days off, everything has a purpose to it. So he's, he's been a great role model. Um, but Philip not only is changing our program today with his ability to be one of the best players in our league, but there's other young high school players that will want to play with him. So we could add some great pieces around him in the next two years with, with recruiting in central Wisconsin and throughout the state. It's averaging, I believe, 26 and 6 in that neighborhood right now. Is this, was that the expectation to just come out of the gates roaring? Yeah, that was Philip and I had a lot of um, talks in the, um, throughout the summer and talked and kind of had those dreams, those aspirations. I mean, he wants to be coached hard. He wants to be challenged. He wants me to give him really high goals, maybe goals that might be unattainable, but he loves chasing those high goals and he has big dreams. He wants to, wants to be a great player in our history, which we have a history of a lot of good, good players, good teams. And walk me through that history real quick. We were just talking off camera about the, the precedent of D1 transfers here. There haven't been a ton of them, but Phillip adding his name to that list and where he could eventually rank among them one day. Right, I mean, we've had six Division I transfers in the past 20 years. We've also had some guys that have come here and they have ended up being Division I level players. Terry Porter might be one really good example and Jason Kelso, there's, there's a lot of them, but but Philip has the chance to be the best Division I transfer we've ever had, and he's off to a great start. And uh, just, we're, we're, we're thrilled. I can't wait to coach him and watch him grow and watch the story unfold. The story is just unfolding. That's all for this episode of the Highlight Zone podcast. If you have any episode ideas, feel free to email sports at WSAW.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, thank you for listening to the WSAW Highlight Zone podcast, and take care.